This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins the national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family owned and operated, a no pressure, laid back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. All right, see if we can remember how to do this after these last four days. This thing works, right? Yep, it does. All right, we're on the radio for the first of uh, just four shows here on Halftime. And another short week for us. We get a short show tomorrow with the Liberty Bowl at 4.30 and a 1.30 uh, Learfield pregame. So all the programming moves up a little bit. A lot, actually, especially for uh, Ruskin and Zach. We're on at 9 tomorrow. So uh, just the usual, I guess this is a usual Tuesday today. Matt Jones, Matt Travis, does it feel like a usual Tuesday? Because these are our usual weeks now. We get paid for five days of work. We're only doing four of it this week. And it's nice to be with you guys again. How was the holiday? What what'd you do? Did you get out of, ho- out of the house, out of bed at all? What happened? Matty T, you uh, got it? Oh, oh I'm no. here. We celebrated well. We didn't get out too much. Tried to keep it simple. It was too cold to get out. Those first two days, yeah. Phil, it was uh, make make some soup. Uh, just sat around, watched Yellowstone, caught up on some Yellowstone. Read read most of that book. So I, hopefully, I get done with that by the end of this week. But that was uh, the relaxing. Jimmy Johnson book. Yeah, they recommended for him. he uh, he likes him some him. I, he uh, he he's <laughs> definitely he definitely likes him. So it's a good it's an easy read and it's it's easy because I know all these people in this in this prof- you know like you you just kind of have memories like Dave Campo, one of the guys in there is like was a coach at Jacksonville when I was there and you kind of look back and see all that and it's pretty cool to, to to hear about how he looks at it and about all the relationships he's made. It's a it's a good read. Well, that sounds like fun, man. And maybe I, at some point, one of these days, I'll I'll take like four days and not do anything and open a book and just read it until the very end. Because I'm so, I mean, I've learned a lot about myself in these last like seven, eight years. One of the things that I can't do is just sit around. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've become programmed uh, to kind of have to be out and about and on the go in a sense. Um, that's why, I mean, a lot of people got stranded. <laughs> Uh, and are still stranded, actually, uh, from the the weather and poor planning of flights by airline companies. Uh, looking at you, Southwest, apparently people are like six days late for flights on Southwest. And well, we saw it coming, I, though, right? I mean, what do we? I don't know how to answer that, but it's like we saw the weather coming in. It's like, man, you're just gonna have to wait. I know. I, well, I mean, that's why I canceled the. That's why I canceled the plans to go all the way up to Michigan. Mm-hmm. We would never have made it. We would, would it, never have made it. Wouldn't it wouldn't have been any the, fun. No, no. Our our uh, our Christmas vacation would have been, I think, basically just like sitting around in in either the in either O'Hare Airport or the South Bend Indiana Airport, like counting down until we could go home. Uh, yeah, so I'm glad we. I'm glad we turned south. Drove down to New Orleans for a couple of days. Introduced the kids to. Well, New Orleans cuisine, really. And I got to give it to him. My son is not the most adventurous eater in the world. He tried a little gumbo. He did. Uh, He tried a raw oyster for the first time in his life. 
The thing spent maybe five seconds in his mouth. Did he put some Louisiana on it and some horseradish, or he just go he for it? Not. Yeah, he did not. He just basically took it and slugged it, chewed it three times, and spit the thing back. Texture thing, huh? Previous. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I think it was a texture thing. Um, and uh, that was fun. We got up yesterday. Uh, well, we got up a couple of days uh, yesterday, and George just drove back. Uh, to so I mean, it was. It was. It wasn't the holiday that I think a lot of people expected, unless you had already planned on on being. Do y'all around. do? Do y'all do sing along on y'all's road trips, or does everybody have their iPod in front of the face and you kind of have yourself to to your own, or do y'all kind of hang out the whole time? How how is uh, a road my, trip? My daughter and I. Um, you know, I have this addiction to listening to classic Casey Kasem. Oh yeah, American top forty episodes from the nineteen seventies and nineteen eighties, and I mean, I'll listen to them all the time. I'm cooking, cleaning the house getting ready for games, prepping for the show and all that stuff. Uh, it helps with um, music trivia anytime you, you go out and do trivia. So my daughter really enjoys that. Uh-huh. We sat there yesterday and listened to an episode from 1986. And, um, yeah, I mean, she sang along with the songs that she knew. Yeah, how fun. It was a lot of fun. We also had a, um, we had a, I think it would be like a philosophical conversation about New Year's, something that we'll get into later on. Um, but uh, my son was in the back just kind of messing around on his iPad for a seven-hour drive. We didn't hear from him very much unless he had to go to the bathroom. Um, And good to know, you know, the last road trip I had taken with the kids was just to Hot Springs, and I think this was right around the time you started doing the show with us. You remember, Matt? He got bounced around on a ride he didn't like about 20 minutes after eating some Mexican food at Magic Springs. And ended up puking all over his sister. That did not happen. I thought it was the Little Rock Fair, but it must have been must have been Hot Hot Springs. Yeah. Well, those two things ended up going together. Yeah. So, but hey, the sun is out. It's warming up now, and the Liberty Bowl is on. Unless any of you were a little nervous that the game would not be played, did you see this uh, statement that the Liberty Bowl uh, was compelled? I guess they felt compelled to let everybody know that the game would be played. And I, I didn't realize the, the issues with uh, the water system inside Memphis, that what was it, like 18 or 19 different water mains burst in the city? I guess most of them have been fixed, but some of the hotels, I think, are still affected by it, which includes the Kansas Hotel. I don't know if the, um, if the Peabody has been affected uh, by this, uh, which is where Arkansas is staying. Um, but could you imagine, like... If you would have had to delay the Liberty Bowl by a by a day or two or whatever, I mean, you ended up getting you ended up getting opted out of the Texas Bowl <laughs> thanks to TCU a couple of years ago. That was a totally different thing, but it would have felt a little bit snake bitten uh, to, to have all this planning and then have the thing just uh, just canceled in front of your eyes. So, and it's going to be nice. It's going to be, be nice fifty tomorrow. degrees. Yeah, it's yeah, to be, it's going to be a. Gr- you know, all these all these stories that we've heard, man, all these people have, have, have remembered the East Carolina game where it was like the mm-hmm. coldest football game they've ever been to. Not going to be one of those. It's going to be kind of like I think it felt in um, in Columbia for the for the Mizzou game, you know, a place where you're just used to awful weather no matter what time of the year it is and the Razorbacks are in Columbia. It's just always bad. Yeah, the sun um, will be shining. It, It'll be good. Yeah. It'll be a fun game. I think they'll sell may, maybe more in-game, on-game tickets. I think people might just drive up the day of the game since the weather is uh, kind of getting a break in the weather because it's supposed to be kind of nasty the next couple of days afterwards again. Well, I would just uh, really appreciate not having to worry about the pipes bursting. Did everybody's pipes make it through the uh, through the holiday too? 
Because I know, like, when I left, when I left、uh, Little Rock and drove to New Orleans with the kids, like, my windows, and this house, I think, was built in the 50s, and it shows a little bit of that, of that age. The windows,、um, the windows were frozen on the inside. It's like there was ice on the inside of the windows. I'm thinking, yeah, this will be really fun. Like, I left my pipes, I left the water to drip,、uh, and thankfully it worked <laughs> when, when we got back. It took a little bit longer for the hot water to heat up. I、so、can imagine. I can at least have a shower today. Yeah.、Um, all right, here's what we've got going on in the next、uh, couple of hours on halftime. We've had to switch things up a bit because right now, Sam Pittman and、uh, Lance Leopold are speaking for the,、uh, the Liberty Bowl. Uh, day before press conference.、Um, so I think that goes on for about an hour. I think Coach Pittman is first, goes to about 11 30. Coach Leipold after that should go till noon. We usually have Chuck Barrett on with us in the next segment, but he's at the coach's press conference and then we'll be talking with Coach Pittman for the pregame interview. So we'll, we'll push Chuck back to the third hour at 1 15. And because this is a. This is a Monday ish, sort of a Tuesday, right? I was going to go home early, but now that, now that Chuck's pushed back to the third hour, I'm going to stay for the whole show. So I, I, need, to hear, I need to hear what he's、yeah. going to say. No checking out early today. That's right. That third hour, when you have four days from your last show, that third hour is a bit of a, of a slog, right? You can feel that weight on the back of your neck. It, it, might, be a meat, it might be a meat sandwich today, bringing Chuck in and having Clay on. It might be, have, have all the stuff you need, find out everything you need to know. And look at Matt Jones wearing his,、uh, his ESPN Arkansas polo that was、uh, handed down from up on high by Tommy Kraft at the Pearson Christmas party a couple of weeks ago. I've not worn mine yet. It's in the, it's in the washing machine right now. I'm going to maybe bring some of those on the road for the next few days.、Uh, well, we do have Mike Irwin in the next segment. We usually have him on Mondays. Today is that Monday is Tuesday with a Wednesday feel, too.、Um, and just good luck on knowing what day it is. Uh, plus, your calls and texts all throughout the show today, right up until 2 o'clock. We'll preview you, the Liberty Bowl. We got Arkansas basketball in action tomorrow. My gosh, tomorrow is one of those rare days where you get not just a football game involving your Razorbacks, but also the opening of SEC basketball play as the Hogs are in LSU or in Baton Rouge to take on LSU. And there'll be four other games involving. SEC league games. This is a big week for bowl games, of course, with the other games that kind of were whatever for the last couple of weeks. You get some of the more interesting matchups, and nine SEC teams are、uh, playing a bowl game over the next seven days. The NFL coming down to the final two weeks. JJ Watt announced that this will be his last season. It just came out about 20 minutes ago. So there's a lot to get to on halftime. But after this, we're joined by Mike Irwin from Pig Tro Nation. So stay tuned. It's halftime. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code. 
code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V. Bet online, where the game starts. Sam Pittman is uh, speaking right now at the Liberty Bowl press conference. And, I mean, you know that he had to answer to something like this because it's one of the narratives going into the Liberty Bowl. Quote, this is from Coach Pittman, quote, they're going to be excited, but hell, two teams can be excited, and I know we are. Mike Irwin's with us from Pig Trail Nation. Mike, it's that, uh, you know, I think we went into the Outback Bowl last year kind of thinking Penn State is not excited about the game. Arkansas is. I don't remember the answers that that, uh, James Franklin gave if anybody asked about that, but... I mean, I can understand what Coach Pittman is saying because if you're one of the guys who has decided to still be on this football team and play this last game of the 2022 season, you might as well be excited to be there and go out and give your best. I've never understood, uh, you know, people not giving their best when it's when you have an opportunity to do something like go out and play football. So it's it's the answer I guess you expect from Coach Pittman. Now we'll find out whether or not they're all excited once the game starts tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to know for sure until they play. But, you know, here's the thing. You can look at this several different ways. But with a lot of these guys opting out, others hitting the portal, I think what you are left with is is guys that the only reason some of these guys, a guy like Dalton Wagner, who had every reason to, to opt out, is still here. And there's some more, you know, like that, uh, that, that, that are going to play in this game, Simeon Blair, you know, KJ deciding to come back for for another year. These guys have bought into this. They, you know, they're not going to go to a game and go, ah, we don't want to win this game. Uh, so I think, you know, there are there have been two or three online articles I've written, I read that have tried to suggest this this game is, doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything to the fans or the players. I don't know about fans. Some will be there if they're there. They're committed, but the players want to play. I think Arkansas is in good shape for this game. A lot's been made out of the 25 or so that are missing. Kansas only has about six that that either opted out. I don't think maybe six in the portal. I don't think they have anybody that opted out. But the the bare the bones of what you need are there. You got your quarterback. You got your running backs. You got all but one offensive lineman. You know, okay, you don't have your go to tight end, but you know you've got. You got enough there to move the ball offensively, and that's Kansas's problem anyway. They were last in the Big Twelve in defense, so I think Arkansas will score points in this game. The other, the questions on the other side of the ball because that's Kansas' strength. They were third in scoring in the Big Twelve, and uh, Arkansas does have that one position linebacker. We have no starters back, but that's a little bit misleading because Pooh Paul was about a half. He might not have been out there at the start of the game, but he played about half the time at that other linebacker spot, and they got some good young guys. So the only problem I see, guys, is if you get injuries in the game, if you lost a couple of offensive linemen, you know, if if you, if you lost Poop Paul in this game, if you had some key injuries, then it might come into play. But as it looks on paper right now, I think that I think they're fine. I think they'll win the game. Yeah, Mike, I'm 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 excited to watch AJ Green and Dominion run the ball. I, I think they they one of those guys I think will go for over a hundred yards, just like you, like kind of what you were saying as far as Kansas 
it's tough for them to stop the run. Mike, I want to see him compete and have fun and play fast. That, that's what you want to see out of this and, and be a reward. Have, have a trick play on there. Have, go for an onside kick. Do something and, and, and have fun with it. Yeah, I mean, um, look, there'll come a time in about a month, and I like basketball, but there'll come about a t- in about a month when I'll be wanting to watch football again. I always start missing it after the NFL season is over, and you go about a month and a half, and you don't see any football games. So I like this game. I- I've been watching a lot of the other bowl games, the-, the games that people say, well, that doesn't mean anything. I watch I watch Missouri and Wake Forest. I watch these games. So. I think there are a lot of people like that out there that are still, you know, watching these bowl games. There's been a lot of talk that with, you know, all that's happening right now with guys hitting the portal and opting out and, and you know, the, the four-team playoff that it's going to expand to 12, that the bowl games are meaningless. I don't think they'll ever be meaningless. And they certainly won't be meaningless to the players because they they go through this all the time, go through this practice, these practices. We've talked about it. You don't do all that if you don't want to play because that's i don't know i going back to high school i didn't like workouts well mike i was going to go through all that stuff i wanted to play i had a coach i had a coach tell me he's like every time you're out there on film that's what all these coaches when these scouts that that are going to watch you and 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 while you're getting ready this is the first thing they're going to do is watch film of you and so they're going to watch this game so it's an opportunity to go out there and so you better bring it exactly right sure Sure, and you got to want to. I mean, again, you got, that's why you're there. That You spend a tiny part of football actually on the field. And so when you've got the chance, you, you I, gotta, I know they want to be out there. So let's see. Uh, let me give you one thing I feel good about, one thing that I'm a little nervous about going into the Liberty Bowl pertaining to the roster that Arkansas has right now. They're going to run the ball with success. And I actually think that the wide receiver position is in a much better situation than it was in the Outback Bowl last year. But I think they're going to run with a lot of success. Kansas just got run roughshod over in uh, the six of the last seven games. I mean, they couldn't stop anybody. One thing that does make me a little bit nervous is, I mean, what did Arkansas do best defensively this year? It was pressure the quarterback. It was get to the quarterback. Some other things were a little bit iffy. Uh, Kansas doesn't allow a lot of sacks. And Daniels, their quarterback, is a good runner. And that, that does make me nervous that they got a quarterback with, with, who, whose injury was a shoulder injury. So you don't have to worry about him you know, not being able to run like he usually can run. So, I mean, that's one aspect. You don't have your sack artists necessarily, you know, Dominic. I do think Paul can get to the quarterback. But I think it'll be a little more difficult for Arkansas to do defensively what they were pretty good at this year. Yeah, so what you may be looking at is a high-scoring game. And just kind of looking into Sam Pittman's the way his mind works, I don't. You know, you can have a theory before a game and it doesn't work out. But my guess is his plan is to use the running game to dominate time of possession. The more time, the more amount of time you can keep Kansas's offense off the field, the better for you. So that running game to me becomes real critical. I mean, you know, you don't need to go down the field and score in six plays. You can get a 12-play, 15-play drive and burn a lot of time off the clock and keep their offense, which is the best part of their team, on the bench. That's a, that's a formula for success. 
Let's let's get all three of these running backs 100 yards rushing, man. Let, let, let's do something. I mean, I know that's just something to, that the fans can talk about. And I, and I, I know as a coach, you, you just want to go out there and you, and you want to compete and you want to play hard. And, and, and the stats, you don't really care as long as you as long as you win. But this is a game opportunity where you could have something like that. Sure, and that and that would be good. You know, I I don't know. Some people don't like to watch a running game. They want to see the ball flying downfield. I don't know. I just I just watch what I see. You know, I, I I approach football from a from a curious standpoint. What are you going to do? Okay, you're doing that. All right, I didn't expect that. Or hey, wait, this that's cool. So if if they line up and run the ball and they got three guys over a hundred yards, that'll be something we can talk about going into next year. But another another thing to be you need know, to use your word excited about here is to see. Uh, you know, the the wide receiver core. I mean, really. I mean, so, I mean, Matt Landers has been playing pretty well over the last four games. I mean, he's got big numbers. He is the mm-hmm. number one target as far as I think the passing game is concerned. So you don't have Trey Knox to catch passes. But, I mean, you have this this uh, this young group of receivers. I'm excited to see Bakke. I can't wait to watch Isaiah Satania. We've n- has he run a single route this year? Maybe one or two? Um <laughs> You know, I mean, these were guys that came in, and maybe McAdoo, too, you know, like on third down. I think he'll play both ways in this bowl game. Like, they're unknowns, but they're reasons to actually look forward to this game at the same time because you had this pretty highly touted group of receivers that haven't had a chance to play receiver very much this year. Yeah, I agree, uh, and I think we will see some of that. And it's the same thing at linebacker. Uh, they've had... Basically, three solid players kind of rotating at linebacker for the last two years. You know what that does? That keeps all those other guys on the bench. And when I watch practice over the last two years, I see a lot of those guys. And I'm going, well, I wonder why that guy's not playing. Well, because you, you got a solid starter in front of him. So now here's a chance for that to happen. So, again, yeah, everybody's talking about Satania. I mean, this guy's fast. We want to see how fast. What can he do in a game? You know, and, uh, you know, I, I was high on Bakke in the preseason. We had all those August workouts where they let us shoot most most of what was happening. And that's where a lot of our video comes from practice. And he looked good in August. So I'm looking forward to all that stuff. Well, Seeing like, players that, you, you know, you've watched in practice and now you you get to see them in a game. And, and to Phil's point about the receiving core, as a quarterback, when you're when you're running your checks, and if we're going to run the ball, they're going to get some man coverage, and that's all you want as a quarter. You see man coverage out there, you're able to get it to your landers or whoever, whoever these guys are, uh, because that's the easiest. I mean, that's just every quarterback could tell you if you got man coverage with your guy, that's what you, that's where you're going. Yeah, and guys, I mean, we watch this team all year long. The running game does work better if you take a typical drive where they score usually there's one or two key passes in that sequence that kind of keeps it going they they don't usually just line up and run it nine times in a row or you know ten times in a row you'll see a pass here a pass there which then fuels the running game and that's that's what i think we'll see mike how you feeling uh with uh, arkansas going into sec play basketball uh, knowing Nick Smith isn't going to play. Um, obviously, they look really good against North Carolina Asheville, but that's a lower-level program. Um, LSU has played well enough to have just one loss, but a lot of really tight 
close wins this year. And the Hogs are favored um, in tomorrow's game. Um, is there like what 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 do you what do you expect out of the basketball team minus Nick Smith and minus Trevin Brazil? I think they got to share the basketball like they have been. You know, now look, everything changes. Muscleman in his press conference. I think it was this morning. I was looking at it online. I didn't see. I wasn't there when it, it was a Zoom only thing. I think. But he talked about he sat these guys down, showed them the results uh, since he's been here of the start of conference play in, in Arkansas. That's been a kind of a key thing. They kind of always got off to a rough start in conference play. And then we'd come back mid-January on. And I think he wants to avoid that this year. Just go ahead and start off right off the bat. Well, it doesn't do you any favors when you have to go on the road. I think it doesn't bode well that Arkansas has – won all three games against LSU. You can't keep beating a program that solid all the time. And this may be the best unranked one-loss team in the country. I mean, they're impressive. When you look at them, I mean, they got K.J. Williams averaging just under 20 points a game. I mean, the numbers comparing them to Arkansas are, are very similar. They're averaging eight steals a game. Arkansas, I think, 10. Um both teams, this is an interesting stat. Both of these teams are averaging right at 14 assists a game. So we'll probably see a lot of sharing of the basketball in this game. Similar in rebounding, shooting percentage. Um, and it's a road game. I, I, road basketball in the SEC, there was a time five, six years ago when the league didn't have a lot of respect. It's just been getting better and better every year. There's a lot of good teams this year, and LSU is one of them. So it's a huge challenge. Yeah, it's it's tough to win on the road. I my my freshman year with uh, Blake Eddins, we got beat. I I don't know who it was, if it was Auburn or Mississippi State or somebody. He goes, "We'll beat them at home." You know, it's because it's we we went down to their place and they and we did we we beat them at home because it's it's tough to go into Bud Walton and, and win games, and it's tough to go on the road and win games as well. Yeah. I, that's an old facility they have down there, the Maravich Center. I guess they haven't changed the name of it, but uh, it's it's with LSU. It's they just historically have had good talent. They always do, and this is a team real similar to Arkansas in that they've got one or two key players back, but it's mostly a bunch of new guys with a new head coach. Justice Hill is the point guard on it. Remember mm-hmm. this guy, Fitz Hill's son, Absolutely. was coming to Arkansas and then he wasn't. Well, now he's resurfaced, and he's off to a good start as their point guard. He's averaging five assists a game, you know, running the team well, get it, got some steals. He can play some defense. So it'll be an interesting game. Certainly will. And uh, we'll visit with you about it next week, Mike. Appreciate you hopping on on this Tuesday. It feels like a Monday, but we know it's not. And uh, thanks a lot. We always enjoy these conversations with you. See you guys. Thanks, Mike. Mike Irwin from Pig Trail Nation. Yeah, looking at the LSU roster, their top six scorers played for other Division I college basketball teams last year. Three of them were at Murray State. Yeah, that Murray State team that Matt McMahon coached, and they won 30 games, 31 games last year. Hey, our Liberty Bowl coverage is brought to you by our friends at High Tech Truck Refrigeration Service. They're at 6410 Alma Highway in Van Buren. Been doing it since 1996, specializing in transport refrigeration repair. They also repair dry vans, flatbeds, hopper trailers. They got acres of parking available for your truck at low monthly rates. 
They do all kinds of inspections for the Department of Transportation, truck batteries, trailer lighting, unit swaps. Carry over 3,000 parts. That's high-tech truck refrigeration service. Get by Eastside Liquor in Fort Smith today and pick up a bottle of the delicious 291 Colorado Bourbon and Rye. Also available, high noon tailgate packs are in stock, so swing by 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith for all your game day needs at Eastside Liquor. Now, back to the podcast. Found a story that will uh, should warm the cockles of your heart if they need to be warmed. You know, the Pitt Panthers are playing in the Sun Bowl. In uh, El Paso, Texas. Shouldn't be a bad place to be when it's freezing cold everywhere else. It's probably kind of cold there in the high desert. Um, Because of the situation with travel and plane and flights being canceled and everything that went along with that, there apparently were three uh, pit football players who needed a ride from the Dallas airport... Because they had no way to get anywhere. Their flights were canceled. There, was, there were no cars available uh, from the rental agency. So they're holding their pit stuff, you know, their pit bags. And this gentleman walks by them, notices all of the pit gear, and says, Hey, guys, where are you headed? You got it out. You got a bowl game you got to get to. And guess what? I live in El Paso, Texas. So he rented. He, he'd, he'd actually... He was able to somehow finagle to get some giant, like a Ford Explorer to fit his family and the, the pit football players and then drives them all the way to El Paso. This was the head coach of UTEP basketball, Joe Golding. I remember meeting him a number of times. He used to be an assistant coach at UALR uh, under Steve Shields. I mean, talk about right place, right time, and like a, like a, a basketball coach who could imagine what it would be like for his players to be in that situation. Uh, and that's no short drive, man. I mean, Dallas to El Paso is seven hours, if I remember correctly. Never it's, been. Yeah, it's over closer towards Mex- Mexico, huh? When you go to El Paso. a little bit longer than seven hours. Yeah, it's right there on the border, Matt. Um, right across the border is Ciudad Juarez. And it's just, I can imagine, like, what would have happened for these poor guys who went to see their family and then were flying down to El Paso for the for the practices and everything leading up to the Sun Bowl, which I think is December 31st, historically. Um, and, I mean, they, they, they literally could have just been trying to hitch a ride to El Paso. I don't know if they would have tried doing anything like that. But uh, you've ever been stranded traveling, need a little bit of help from I've, somebody? Because it's happened to family members of mine. Thankfully for me... I've never been in that situation where I needed a thumb a ride or, you know, count on somebody's goodwill uh, to get me from point A to point B. Plenty of family members have been in that situation, and they never necessarily were, like, saved by a basketball coach who had uh, his family with him. I was, uh, I I don't know if I was 9, 10, we were going duck hunting, and uh, me and my dad and his buddy Ronnie Baker, and we we were down there, and in uh, southern Arkansas, and it's cold. It's cold to go in, in the morning going down there, and we, we get out on the boat, and, and we're driving, you know, f- driving the boat to the, to the spot. And next thing you look back, and there's just water in the in the boat, and it's we're sinking. It's like, what's going on? So he forgot to put the plug in. 
And so now we're sinking down. And so that's the, I think that's the closest to being stranded. I was sitting there on top of the, the duck buoys, the, 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 the decoys just like floating in, in the water. And it's just cold as can be, you know, he's like, and then we just, we got a ride back home and went home. It was like, yeah, I've done duck hunting today. I could just sort of picture it's like, you know, Woo! if I'd like to stand on the bank and just watch Matt Jones just sinking inch. We by got inch lucky by too. We were in a shoot. Yeah, we got we got lucky. We were in a shoot that that somebody could touch a little bit because it could have been uh, it could have been dangerous. Yeah, like that's what have what that's what I would have been left to if if I would have if I would have been stubborn about the about the holiday trip that we were that we'd planned to Michigan. And we're like, you know what? Let's give it a try. Like we would have had to rely on someone else's goodwill, and and truthfully, because of the situation with some of these airlines, like we might still be. In Chicago at O'Hare or something like I, I would I didn't I didn't take the radio equipment with me. Would you guys be just fine just doing the show all by yourself like you did we, for like the last thirty minutes of the last two shows? As long as we can DJ some music, Maddie T's pretty good over there. Yeah, Maddie will always have the music going for you. That's for sure. Eight seven seven three seven seven sixty nine sixty three. I did I did. Well, I remember, and it happens, of course, this time of the year. Like nobody talks about getting stranded. Because of it being too hot, necessarily. Right? One, one time, the same with I guess Phil. The, I was in New York, and uh, the, the the storm kind of came down, and and you just had to go go get a hotel room and then come back on the next flight. So that's the close, you know, a one day a one day thing. And that's about the closest I've ever been. That happened to me from on a on a. Uh, it was a spring break trip. I forget what year, like ninety seven or ninety eight, and uh, drove from Pittsburgh to Boston with some friends. Did winter or spring break in Boston on the drive back, we ended up getting, I mean, in this huge, well, I guess it was just locally huge, but I mean, we couldn't even see in front of the car. Uh, it was coming in sideways. I mean, there were feet of snow on the interstate. So we just had to pull off at some random bed and breakfast. Did you see those Buffalo players when they got home? Did you see the, the clip of those guys? They, they got back from their game and, and all their vehicles were like three feet under the snow. They, they couldn't get out. I saw that one guy got his car out, but then there was like an avalanche, you know, attached Coming to the back on, of Yeah, it. right. That was sick. <laughs> like the scene in Buffalo was, I've never seen anything like yeah. that. Yeah. And I watched, their, I forget what TV station uh, they put this together, but they had like a clip of 10 minutes of just shots of the weather from around the Buffalo area. I'd never seen anything like it before. I mean, that lake effect snow is wicked, man. How many feet? They said snow tw- like twenty five casualties already. You know, like in a snowstorm. Yeah, right. It's 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 it was it was bananas. You see some of those pictures. I think it was like Lake Michigan and like all the ice and stuff that had formed on piers and everything looked yeah looked like big ice sculptures dangerous yeah yeah like houses look like giant ice sculptures you are not going to be opening the door definitely not and here we are the sun's out any frozen parts of uh, of of at least a good portion of the state should thaw out beautiful day it's going to be a great day to be outside and here it was it was 2 days ago you would have frozen your tuchus off if you actually would have stepped outside I can say that it was yesterday was the last day of Hanukkah. <laughs> Did you know what that meant, man? That was Yiddish for butt. B-U-T-T. That's what that meant. Uh, let's see. Tom is headed to New Orleans. He wanted some. He wanted some uh, re- some advice on where to eat. Uh, you don't need the advice from Memphis, I guess. Because I guess you're not going to the Liberty Bowl, Tom. But uh, yeah, Drago's was great. Dickie Brennan's is always great. Just save a little money for it. And found a great breakfast at the Streetcar Cafe, too. Anywhere you go, there will be beignets. 
And believe it or not, like the kids didn't know what a beignet was. They know what it is now. And we had a long conversation. What's better, donuts or beignets? It's like, well, beignets, because that means you're in New Orleans. It's always going to be better. Life is better when you're down in Noah. I will not say I love crepes. These colors do not run. Oh, you know those tiny little pancakes? Oh, I love those things. <laughs> I think since we're going to start doing like some new segments on the show once we get into the new year, the Matt Jones movie quote of the day. Ah. That could be one. That could be one. We'll have to figure out exactly where it comes from. You just broke my best bro's arm. Now you're about to get tased. See, there you go. It'll be that's like we do that name that hog, which we'll do later on. And uh, a listener can win $25 gift card to Alumni Hall. You do name that mo- name the Matt Jones movie. That's John, John C. Riley at his finest. You know, like we we all love some John C. Riley. Well, you know, you uh, you you've got a you've got a an ownership on some of the more. Uh, Phil, I was on the road. Phil, I was on the road. I got to watch a lot of movies. You know, like in in my line of work, a lot of movie watching. A lot of movies. A lot of hotel rooms watching movies, yeah. A lot of the uh, staples, though, you're still lacking in, like Stand By Me. I didn't say I had a good catalog. It's just it's my catalog. Too bad I I wasn't on the team. I I could have suggested movies. That plane's trades and automobiles. That's the one for one. Yeah. (laughs) The Matt Jones movie library is... um, a little bit difficult to find. It's there. It is there. It's a large catalog. It's just difficult to, you know, find exactly where it's located. Tell you what you can find are great discounts right now in mattresses and furniture, cheap sleep mattresses and furniture at all their locations in Bentonville, Fort Smith, Springdale, and Conway. They've got a split king adjustable bed and mattress that's just $11.99, a full name brand queen and king mattress, only $4.99. California king adjustable bed and mattress is $8.99, same price for the sofa and love seat. Clearance sale. Uh, queen or King mattresses are starting at $199 at Cheap Sleep Mattresses and Furniture. Bentonville, Fort Smith, Springdale, and Conway. Shop local. Shop Cheap Sleep. You can find them on Facebook. We are going to step aside and wrap up our number one after this. Eastside Liquor has more than just liquor. They also have wellness products and now carry Marley CBD gummies. They come in amazing flavors like Island Punch and Coconut Vanilla. They come in 200 milligram tin packs, so stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue and pick some up today. Now, back to the podcast. The SEC is 0-2 in bowl games. Florida barely showed up against Oregon State. Mizzou... Drops one to Wake Forest, twenty-seven to seventeen. Way to go, Tigers! Can we? Are there? Do the excuses now start? They didn't care about the bowl game. Too many opt-outs. Florida. Lake I liked really your excuse the best, where they Which didn't. Um, they didn't have a, a local announcer say anything to get them fired up for the game. Which one was that? For was Missouri, for for uh, for Drinkwitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, that's right. Yeah. yeah. You had the, the local Wake Forest guys did not say, did not uh, apparently like you know they didn't say fire them up enough the Missouri facilities yeah. or anything like that. right yeah or talk about their trenches which by the way Chuck did not talk about I'm just trenches. a all joke yeah yeah well it was it was just a funny thing yeah that's you got to create your own bullet more material sometimes right that was the situation with that but uh, nine what do I have here nine bowl games involving SEC teams over the next seven days you have the lead Phil. You're uh we got one going on in progress right now. It's three bowl game now? Yeah, yeah, Georgia Southern's up three zero on Buffalo and uh I believe that um 
You have 10. Uh, Aldi has seven. I have nine. I had Buffalo, and you two have Georgia Southern. So right now, y'all got a dub. Man, I mean, the excitement of a Georgia Southern versus Buffalo football game. That's just, uh, I can barely contain myself. A couple of six and six teams going at it. Exactly, man. I mean, what Buffalo's best win, Buffalo's best win this year, let's see. I don't even, I mean, what, beating Toledo by seven, beat Akron by one, Bowling Green, they beat them by 31 points. Let's go with the Bowling Green win. Bowling Green is a bowl team, right? Yeah. Georgia Southern. Is that the school that uh, they Clay beat Helton Nebraska? They went to Nebraska yeah. and and beat them, which Nebraska is a mess. But they, they they run a little bit of that triple option, right? Like they 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 still have some of that concepts in their in their game. No, I don't know what they what what sort of offense they run it because Clay Helton took over. From, mm-hmm. um, remember, he was fired by USC uh, early last season and then takes over as the head coach at Georgia Southern. And talk about a step down, but. You know, take him to a bowl game. They did beat uh, they beat James Madison. That's actually a pretty big win. That might have been James Madison's only only loss, uh, at least for a while it was. So yeah, I mean these are one of those bowl games. It's like yeah. So we'll complain about having too many bowl games, but people are watching this game right now. And you, like, here's the other aspect about college football postseason. If FBS, which used to just be one A, has you know it's been expanding. I mean, an incredible amount of expansion in the last 25, 30 years that goes along with the expansion of the bowl system. And these are not the bowl games that get that get killed, you know, by the expansion of the college football playoff or by opt-outs or anything like that. Uh, these, the Camellia Bowl, which is this bowl game we're talking about, will be just fine because, you know, these are this is a school out of the MAC and a school out of the, the Sun Belt. You know, two leagues that have grown in the last, I mean, really the Sun Belts, the, the, the league that did a lot of football growing. Um, so these games are going to stick around. They're not going anywhere. Don't talk bad about two six and six teams playing in a bowl. Look, I get what it. Did I that's s- what Arkansas Nobody's is talking doing bad. Too. Yeah. I'm not talking bad about Facts it. Facts don't just care saying, about your feelings. Who was their best win? Who was Arkansas's best win? Hey, man, they beat Maybe South Carolina. South Carolina. I, I still think Cincinnati, but those were the, what, the first two games of the year? Yeah. They beat Ole Miss. A while ago. Cincinnati. They did beat some bowl teams this year. That's all I'm saying. It's like you look at, at, at a Buffalo and Georgia Southern, it's like, well, I haven't. I didn't really watch a lot of MAC this year. I didn't watch a lot of Sun Belt this year, so I'm probably not going to be watching a bowl game with two of those teams. But I do like watching SEC football, so I'm pretty darn interested in the nine bowl games involving SEC teams in the next week. JT, you can watch the Camellia Bowl. I'll get into a commercial break and come back after this. This is for the men who never settle, the ones who miss the fairway all day and still pull out the big stick, the type of guys who will always prefer to be behind the grill than in front of the camera. And the men who never let their friends forget about a high school nickname. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Who wants to settle for a single TV? With more TVs, bigger screens, plus our fabulous scenic views, there's more to watch at Twin Peaks. Into the second hour on a beautiful Tuesday across the natural state. Halftime with you for the next couple of hours. Clay Henry joining us uh, from up near the North Fork River. As long as all the internet is working properly. Clay, how was your Christmas? It was great. Thank you very much. Good, and man. Good. Everybody was here. We had two days of events. We had, uh, my wife did something unusual this year. She had 
I think, seven presents that she'd found at flea markets. And we did a dirty Santa with those presents. You know, nobody knew what was in any of the presents, so we just opened them, and it was all unique stuff, really cool, eclectic, and everybody loved what they got. Anybody win any uh, reciprocating saws or uh, no? Or that, saws but we or talked about your 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 haul, and my son-in-law uh, Christopher thought that was about as cool a present. Of course, he you know he's a guy that tinkers and fixes everything, and um, yeah, he thought you had really cool haul. And I said, well, it, it probably found its hands, and you know, the, found the wrong hands. Put it that way. Well, I tell you what, we can execute a trade. I'm I'm willing to listen. <laughs> To trade offers from other uh, gift general managers, it's uh, he, he could uh, trade you like uh, frozen wild game. I could uh, eat that um, deer, I'd be, ducks. I'd work, or maybe I could use the reciprocating saw to cut through the frozen meat. JT well, and Hot Springs to told that. me, yeah, JT and Hot Springs told me, don't turn the thing on. It's it's way too dangerous, and I guess he knows me well enough to know that. My I'm, wife actually has one; she uses one. Practicing self dismemberment this week, this uh, this week with my reciprocating saw. <laughs> did, did a hatchet come from Santa? <laughs> uh, there is a fake hatchet throwing game from Okay, uh, yeah, that, that that Gabriel. I actually forgot to give it to him, so he's unaware that this gift is still in the house somewhere. I got to remember where I put the thing. Like, are there? Have you? <laughs> you know, there are some gifts that somebody forgot to give that are up in the attic that are still wrapped and somebody's forgotten about it. And Clark Griswold walk up into that into that attic in another seven years and uh, and find uh, NBA two K, you know, twenty twenty two. Be like, wait a minute. Wait a minute, LeBron is still in this game. That's the one I wanted. What's the uh, speaking of gifts? You, you when you're a Christmas kid getting gifts, and then all of a sudden you think all your presents are over. Yeah, you know, all the trees are over with, and then you know your parents come out with the big gift, like your bicycle or your something at the end. Did y'all have anything like that going going on this year? No, not or really. Or Clay, did y'all have any? They just basically got nobody. Nobody did anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I I tend to not open my gifts and <laughs> you know, out and. I make apple pancakes, so I'm busy. Mm. So finally, Dad, you got to sit down and open your presents. And so I, I was probably one of the last to open presents. Um, and Gene N is kind of the same way. Uh, we did get some some uh, some cool. I got some cool stuff. Gene N and I together got uh, uh, concert tickets to see Blake Shelton in uh, Simmons All Simmons Bank Arena How fun. Nice. in March. Yeah, we got. Sarah got us tickets to that, and then Becca and Christopher gave me, uh, which is really cool, um, a guided fishing trip with him. You know, in other words, he he donated the fishing trip, and that's a present to me. I get to, I get to take somebody. You got a pretty uh, good haul that, there, Clay. There's not a better gift than that. No, no, certainly for you. I think that would be the best. Eight seven seven three seven seven sixty nine sixty three to get on us. Uh, to get on halftime with us via call or text. Charlie is with us. Hey, Charlie. Hope you had a good holiday. It's been a few days. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Yeah, so uh, I guess uh, Matt, I hadn't heard. Uh, how was yours, man? I, I got to hear Clay's. Clay had a good one. Uh, how about you? How was your holiday? Maddie, Phil, how about you guys? Took the kids to New I Orleans, was. had a great time. Yeah, and now it's now it's all work again. It's okay. For the sake of no, time, I'll just say mine was excellent. 
<laughs> it was, I caught up on some okay, Yellowstone. Man, it was cool, yeah. Matt finished a whole okay, book. Okay, you got to go to Yellowstone. And it wasn't All a right. coloring book. That's right. <laughs> okay, you got to go to the real thing. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, mine was good, I guess. Uh, you know, not a lot of people, not a lot around anymore. I'm on my mom's side that I usually spend Christmas with. But, you know, uh, pretty much everybody's gone. But it was good. You know, I'm blessed. So, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Guys, I wanted to uh, touch on something. You know, I know every press conference, Musk is going to continue to get asked about uh, Nick and and all of that. But is it, Matt, in, in this situation like that the team is in, and I know we want Nick to play, but I always lean towards, I, I guess, me now, the way I am and the way I think is, I've always leaned towards a player that if you're a projected top five pick, don't risk. You know, he's one of those guys that if they allowed you to come out of high school and go straight to the pros, he would have went. I don't think he goes to Arkansas. He's that talented. Um, if you're on the team, though, and you're you're kind of around all this, you know, I don't know. I guess it's kind of a, a distraction because they're always getting asked about it. How do you kind of block all that? Because, you know, the, the thing is, the hard thing is for me, now we're really going to miss TB. You know, if we had Trevor on Brazil, I – you know, and I'm not saying we're, we're going to figure it out. I'm not counting this team out. I know people on Twitter are going crazy. The season's over, blah, blah, blah. But we don't know what's going to happen with Nick. But, you know, Musk is a guy that I think, obviously, he's been through this. You think about where he's coached and players and finding new roles all throughout the season and things of that nature. But, Matt, when you're on a team and you're dealing with this and you got a guy kind of sitting there, he's got all these people in his ear, how do you deal with this as his teammate? Is it a distraction for you or, you know, how do you just kind of, you got to focus on your own, you know, goals, right? Am, am I right about that? Or? No, you're you're right on. And, and what Coach Nutt would do and, and Coach Richardson, Coach Heath, the three coaches there, and, and, and even at Jacksonville, Coach Del Rio, when somebody gets hurt, man, it's next man up. It's We, we, we got to go. Yeah. You're on scholarship too. And, and I think Coach Musselman does a really good job of, of handling a lot of that stuff inside. And, and you haven't heard a lot of other players talk about Nick Smith. You know, it's only really Coach Muss talking about it. So I think he's been handling it yeah. well. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I kind of wonder if it's really a distraction to the team – and Thank the guys God, on the team. Thanks for the call. Me, Charlie. Or if it's really just a, like, I don't know if I'd use the term distraction here, right? I mean, you, you, you play with who is healthy. Um, and, and whenever Smith is ready to go, I mean, those will be the guys that know it first and foremost. So what makes it a distraction? Uh, is, it, is, is it, you know, answer questions from reporters? I mean, the players well, do you- don't answer questions every single day. It happens after games. It happens before games. Maybe they get that question, but they give the same answer. I don't know how much of a distraction that is. Is it a distraction when, like, your friends and your family might ask about it here and there? I, I don't really know how much of a distraction, you know, the questions about Nick Smith are. It's really just a matter of, well, now we've got to go through this new iteration of what this team is. You know, you had... You had the team minus Nick Smith, but plus Trevor in Brazil. Then you had the team minus Trevor in Brazil, but plus Nick Smith. And now it's neither of them on, you know, playing. And so that changes things a little bit. I don't know if I'd use we the word had, distraction. Yeah, we had a guy my, my, my freshman year, Phil, and, and Clay, you'll remember this. Jermaine Brooks was a was an absolute stud. And, and he got in some off-the-field troubles. And, Team and, captain. Yeah, and, but absolute stud. Great dude. Just just a bad bad situation. And that next – so we had to have somebody step up for our team captain, best defensive lineman on the team. 
uh, and and people did. We we were able to win the next game, and so it it happens, man. And, and sometimes it's it's a one game thing, but he he didn't come back the rest of the year. And so to your point, Phil, I wonder if the distraction maybe is. Because he comes back and plays, and then he sits out again for two weeks. And he comes back and plays, and he sits out for a couple weeks. Yeah. And I wonder, too, how much of it now, where, where I think when I played, we had team doctors. And if you wanted to, you could go outside and get an outside opinion. I don't know that he – I think he probably just has his own doctors, too. So so who knows? It's not really necessarily a team doctor that he's dealing with. He's, he's probably when – he, when you are a first-round pick, top-five pick, he should have multiple doctors. You know, I'm on his side with that. Like, he shouldn't just have the team doctor. So I, I do think he has multiple people that are, they're kind of in his corner or that he's that he's listening to guys i i got a different take um which that probably is, a, is normal right um it's about opportunity and i think players just like man i i'll take his minutes i'm sorry but i'll take his minutes and there's they're all there's hungry you're right minutes. Clay. yeah there's 40 minutes and so if you had a team that had played together for three years or two years or even 30 games and you lose a guy. I'm talking about, you know, a Scotty Thurman or or Corliss Williamson or Corey Beck. That's a blow because you you know those are those guys have been making plays in crunch time. That, Nick's not that. He, he's been on again, off again, just like what you guys have said. So the people that are upset about this or frustrated are not the players – Maybe maybe muscle in a little bit, but I think it's the fans and that they you know I'm not saying they need to get over it or anything like that. That's not that's not what I'm saying, but I don't think it's as big a deal for the team which has already won games without him and won big games without him, um, being you know the integral part that maybe we and no question he, he makes be. us better. But you're right, yeah. Clay. He makes us better, but we you got to just next man up. I think coaches just hate being asked the same question over and over and over again for, you know, weeks to months. And I think that's probably more than anything is just an annoyance to us. Like this is a coach who, who uh, I don't think blinks uh, when it comes to trying to figure out, you know, how to operate a team that's down to the starters because he's done this before at Arkansas and at other locales. It's just they, you know what it's like when you see a coach who rolls eyes when you ask a question he doesn't want to ha- he doesn't want to talk about. It's just this is what Chuck said last week, and he's right about this. This is just going to be one of the, if not the most, overarching theme of the basketball season. And I don't think that it, it's not an annoyance to the players. It's like the same idea, Clay. It's what you're talking about. It's the same idea as opt outs and guys that are uh, that are transferring out of the football program to go somewhere else because you end up with. I you think end up it's, with opportunities for somebody else to step into that role. I, Players I, aren't annoyed by that. I think it's a good thing that we're still having this conversation, Phil and Clay. I think the moment that we don't, we're not asking anymore if Nick's going to play, that means we're losing and there's no reason, to, there's nothing to play for anyway. So the fact we're still winning, it's like, hey man, is, is Nick going to come back because we can see what this team can be with your best players? So I, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, and the, it, it, distraction is not the word, but it, there is a thing when. It's like you say, you know, on again, off again. Like maybe he'll play a game here, and maybe we're all right to go another game after that. But who knows afterwards? You know, if it's going to be another week or two for the quote unquote management of the knee, which just honestly feels like a thing that is going to be a thing all season long and leading into the draft too. Um, all right, we got Cody on hold. Let's take the phone call. Hey, Cody. Hope you had a good weekend. Good to hear from you. What's up? Hey, yeah. I hope you guys had a. 
a good Christmas and enjoy time with your families. It was a really nice time, very much so. And by the way, we've lost good, Clay good. just for a moment. If you have a question for Clay, he's going to get on with us again in, uh, in a couple of minutes. He's moving some of his equipment. But go ahead, Cody. Well, I actually agreed with a lot of what he said. And, Matt, think about it this way, too. What I thought was interesting was, you know, they say, we just need a bunch of three stars to play at Arkansas. But, man, it's kind of nice now that we've got four and five stars that fill in that are NBA players. You know, so let's think about it this way. Let's get Nick Smith out of our minds and move on and start worrying about the players we have playing. So we have Jordan Walsh, who'll be an NBA basketball player. Maybe not this year, but next. You got um, you got Anthony Black. You've got Ricky Council. Coming off the bench, you've got Graham, defensive liability somewhat. But we got to start focusing on the players we have because we've got the same amount of talent level. Nick Smith is obviously the best player. But we're good enough with the players we have. It's just going to come down. And Musselman was able to do all those things that he accomplished prior years. He's got a way better team this year than he has the past two years, in my opinion, especially offensively. Collectively, I think so. A, I think top to yeah. bottom, I think you're right. Yeah, but I'm in agreement with y'all. I just think it's time to move on and just focus on what we have now. And I almost get worried about it because this team's gel later on in the year. Let's say we're rolling. We get one of those long runs, winning streaks. And then before you know it, you know, Smith's back in there and it takes another couple weeks to gel. But, yeah, that kind of worries me. That's the only worry I've got with this whole situation. But I appreciate y'all's time, and have a good one. All right, Cody, good to hear from you. Thank you. And we've got uh, questions coming in here uh, relating to Nick Smith. Stacy wants to know, does, it, does availability hurt his draft stock? Uh, Jeremy wants to know about if Nick comes back in a month or so, does that disrupt team chemistry? Or does his talent supersede that? Like, that's some of the stuff. It's not a distraction. The distraction is not the aspect of this. Is how do you, how do you add the, a player with this immense talent, you know, and get him his shots, you know, when you've operated in a certain way for two to three weeks, you know, I mean, they dealt with that with Isaiah Joe three years ago. They dealt with that with Justin Smith a couple of years ago. This is a totally different situation because uh, those guys were not dynamic scorers the way that Smith was. Like if he's healthy and he's on the court, you want to get him the ball. So he can go do his thing. And it just means there's fewer opportunities for everybody else, for an Anthony Black, for Jordan Walsh, maybe even for Ricky Council. That's 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 kind of it, Phil, is just his game shape. He's the best player, so how does he blend back in with the team? He's the best player. You want, you want him out there. He de- he definitely helps us and gives us the best chance to win. And and the, the thing you worry about with that, his injury is how serious is it? Because if you can't play against 18-year-old kids – uh, you're not going to go play against 27 year old men for an 82 game schedule. I mean, it's yeah. just not how it's going to go. So, we got how serious is it? Is it really just precautionary and, and all that stuff? But talent wise, if he doesn't play another game for Arkansas, he's a top five pick if he's healthy. I would think that before the draft, you'd have to show that the knee is 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 healthy, right? Know, to a point to where the team would be willing to to invest the money in the a rest longer of the- game, longer season, grown men. Like it's it's a, it's it's a it's a real sport, yeah. All right, we need to step aside for a quick break here. If you want to get on with us and have a conversation or a text, 877-377-6963. Liberty Bowl tomorrow, 4.30 kick. If you're not at the game, maybe go over to Joe's Grilling Cantina in Fort Smith. We'll have half-price apps, half-price taps during the Liberty Bowl. And, of course, you got Arkansas LSU basketball right afterwards, so you can just make it a whole day at Joe's Grilling Cantina where you get a front-row seat to enjoy your favorite Basketball and football team, and 
Your, all your favorite apps and beers are half priced during the game, too. Joe's Grilling Cantina at 3400 South 74th and Fort Smith. It's right across from Harps. You can go to joesfortsmith.com or download the Waiter app to order. They are open Tuesday through Saturday. Halftime back after this quick break. Attention tequila lovers. Get by Eastside Liquor in Fort Smith and check out their full selection of Cava de Oro tequilas, including Blanco, Reposado, Añejo, Extra Añejo, Cristalino Añejo, Plata Tajona, and Extra Aged Añejo in the Black Bottle. Available at Eastside Liquor at 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. Now, back to the podcast. Clay Henry is well with us here on Halftime. It's a... D from Fort Smith wasn't quite sure about the schedule for tomorrow involving all the shows on ESPN Arkansas, so it is a little bit different. Uh, morning rush is in the usual slot, 6 to 9. We move halftime tomorrow from, ele- from um, 9 until 11, so back to two hours. Uh, we'll get back into the normal schedule Thursday, so it's uh, 9 to 11 halftime tomorrow. We've secured Matt Zimmerman and Danny West as our guests for the show tomorrow. Ruskin and Zach are on from 11 until the Learfield pregame begins at 1.30 from Simmons Bank Liberty Bowl Stadium or whatever it is that we're supposed to call it. And 4.30 kick, once we're done with postgame, I think we're still trying to figure out exactly how to get from football postgame to basketball pregame. So everything, it might actually work pretty well. Uh, Are you for, talking about uh, from our, our on our end? On We're just going to do football post game show. We're just moving football post game. Correct. Okay. Are we not carrying basketball tomorrow? Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, well, uh, you'll be able to watch it, of course. So it is it is on the TV uh, tomorrow. Uh, as far as the Liberty Bowl goes, guys, uh, I think Arkansas has got more wide receivers available than we saw last year, uh, and guys that can make some plays. Uh, but on the other hand. Like, would you be surprised at all to see somewhat of the same pass-to-run ratio that you saw in the Outback Bowl last year? 58 runs, 20 passes in the Outback Bowl. And I would play to your strength, and I would play to the weakness of the Kansas defense, which is they can't stop the run. Six of the last seven games, they lost. And in those losses, opponents averaged 273 rushing yards per game. Like, who was it? Texas rolled up over 450 yards of rushing against him in one game. They got one of the best backs in the country. So does Arkansas. Arkansas also has a running quarterback. Texas does not. Uh, so, I mean, would you be surprised at all to see like 58 to 20 rush to pass ratio tomorrow? Because uh, if, if that's the case, I think Arkansas wins the game. I, I think if we run it over 40 times that uh, we're going to win this game. And, and I'm kind of, when you look at it, I, I think it's going to be a, a lot of points scored. I think both teams, and, and kind of back to where we were getting to that Auburn game before the cold spell came in where it looked like we were going to have to score 30 uh, every game. So I think this is going to be a game. It should be an exciting game. I think that both teams are going to move the ball up and down the field, uh, and and both teams are probably going to score 30-plus points. Yeah, let's uh, – it's, it's probably not as simple as just to say how many runs, how many passes, uh, although that's, that's the question. I, I get it. Um, it's – how this offensive line 
which has been rebuilt. You got Tykes Crawford playing right guard. You got Bo Limmer playing center. How those guys handle things, and you 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 have a defense that can stack for the run if they don't respect the pass. So that that's that's uh, you have to be able to throw it some, and you have to show pass. And I think that it goes back to what they run, which is RPO. And when you run RPO, the defense tells you what to do. So I think it's it's not as simple as saying, let's turn around and hand it to the tailback, um, which there are times when you can do that. But that's not really how this offense is built. Um, by right. and large, though, you, you do have a situation that you don't have to play a game the next week. So KJ can probably take some liberties with his own body that maybe you didn't see him take towards the end of the season when he's trying to make it to the next week at some point in the game. Well, let, 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 yeah, let's keep him healthy. Uh, I, I'd like to. Uh, and, yeah. and, Clay, to your point, I, I think when they do run the, run, run the the load the box up on those RPOs, I, I like KJ. I, whoever the receiver is out there, if they that they should be able to work on a couple men. I mean, if you can't beat man coverage, then you you don't need to be on scholarship. He'll get that's man that's coverage. that's what yeah. I mean. So if 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 you're out there and playing and you can't beat man, you you need to go. We, I mean, that ain't that's not good. So I I, I think that that will be successful against them. So Clay, one so, of the things that was different in the bowl game last year compared to this year is that your offensive line was exactly the same as the regular season no, last I, that's, year. That's my point. Yeah. And and then you also, the big difference last year was, uh, I don't think it matters to KJ who he throws to out of this bunch. He, he, you know, he he throws it around, spreads it around. He'll have Matt Landers, who he really likes. It's not like last year where he lost Traylon Burks. I mean, that's like ripping away your security blanket. That's tough when you lose your your number yeah. one guy. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he wasn't just any number one guy. He might have been the best that we've ever no had. No question. Hey, I, I, that's what I was saying, Clay. They, those receivers don't come around. They don't come around very often yeah. up there. And so there were some plays, some of those back shoulder throws and where he throws it up for grabs. He's like, yeah, I don't know if I want to throw it up for grabs. You know, it's like, the, you know, turnovers are what gets you beat. So that that's the kind of thing that, you know, that might be a little different in this game. And – I think Arkansas will score points. I think it comes down more, and I know you just asked offensive question, but can you stop the other guys? Mm-hmm. And they are really good. I mean, they they've oh, I I think thrown for twenty seven hundred, ran for twenty three hundred. That's pretty good balance there. That is hard to game plan for. That kind of balance. It's the same thing that you got with Arkansas, which goes back to your original. Uh, your original line, this could be one of those where they go up and down the field, and if you can get two turnovers, I mean, this one looks like the BYU game to me. Hmm. I wonder about Kansas' you, ability you know, you, to – You force three punts, you win the game. Well, well, if it's anything like that, uh, Raheem had, a, what, 11, 12 yards of oh, carry. Yeah, yeah I oh, like yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, uh, but uh, you got to uh, stop them at some point. That's right. Kansas does have – I mean, Devin Neal averaging over six yards of carry – Daniels, the quarterback, can run. Oh, he averages terrific. over almost six and a half yards per carry. That's even counting sacks. And they don't allow a lot of sacks at all. I think they might be one of the fewest sacks game. in the country. I think it was nine yep. total sacks allowed by Kansas this year. And, look, I know you have a different makeup of the defense. And your, your number one uh, quarterback pressurer or sack artist, Drew Sanders, is, is, is opted out. 
But, like, Poo Paul can get to the quarterback. Jordan Dominic can get to the quarterback. Zach Williams can get to the quarterback. But that is that's the main strength, I think, of, of when it comes to you know what it can do really well is Daniels gets away from the rush and they block well, you know. And I wonder like what is Arkansas going to be able to do well defensively? Phil, and uh, what they did well this year was pressure the quarterback. I wondered the same thing, Phil. When you're losing your D coordinator, uh, so so what kind of defensive scheme are you? Are, you know, are those sacks scheme sacks, or are they just we have somebody that's just better than you sacks? And so I think a lot of that was scheme sacks. So you, you wonder what they're going to do if they're going to ca- kind of keep it simple and and rally to the ball and try to be fast and tackle, or if they are going to try to take some chances. Yeah, I think some of it was scheme, Matt, but but Drew Sanders was super super human. He's yeah, a stud, he, yeah, yeah. He's going to be a first rounder, and he's exactly what I thought he was going to be he, when he, I watched him first practice. Harold Horton, and I watched practice in the spring. Is like that guy is a first rounder. He's a top five at his position for sure. Like, there's not five better players, college players at his position that will go in front of him. I don't know exactly where he'll go in the draft, but I, I agree with you. And he was just this learning year linebacker. And, His best yeah, days are in front of him. He was learning that position. That's why he uh-huh. came to Arkansas. Yeah, and I do like Poop Hall. Look, I think I think I think Christopher Poop Hall Jr. is a is already a good SEC linebacker and and has a chance to get even better. He's fast. He gets to the quarterback. I'm excited to see him get a chance to start. And step up and be the leader. Be that guy going into next year. Be, be, that, be that team captain guy. So, yes, sir, I, I hope he has a big game. And I, and I think – and McAdoo. Phil, I'm excited to see him and what he can do on the defensive side of the ball. And if we run a I, – I hope we do run a trick play or a fake pun. And, and it, this is a reward game, man. Let's, let's play happy. Let's play fast. Let's play fun. Let's be – you know, let's, let's, let's have a little fun out there. Kansas has two receivers, six three, six five, in their you know their their three wide receiver look. So how, how's Arkansas going to match up against those guys? Because they throw it up for them. And is that is that where Quincy's going to get to make a play? Because he's a long, long arm guy that, that that can can do that. And then you then you flip it around. Hudson Clark, Simeon Blair tackling in space. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And that that's uh, that running back five ten two ten. He is a bowling ball and he is powerful. Eleven hundred yards, really good running back. So I, I think that there's going to be some chances for for Hudson and Simeon to to try to get that guy down one on one. And can they do it? Eight seven seven three seven seven sixty nine sixty three. If you got any thoughts on that. And if you're looking for a great place to enjoy your New Year's Eve, how about Twin Peaks Restaurant in Rogers? That's where they're saying goodbye to 2022 at their blinging in the New Year party. It features a lingerie costume change and sweet deals on champagne all day long. That's at Twin Peaks in Rogers, your sports headquarters. 29-degree draft beer always flowing. The kitchen bursting with made-from-scratch fan favorites. And they've got a game blasting from every angle. The ultimate game day experience at Twin Peaks Restaurant in Rogers or order delivery or to go at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. More TVs, bigger screens, and scenic views. More to watch at Twin Peaks. More halftime after this. Attention tequila lovers. Get by Eastside Liquor in Fort Smith and check out their full selection of Cava de Oro tequilas, including Blanco, Reposado, Añejo, Extra Añejo, Cristalino Añejo, Plata Tajona, and Extra Aged Añejo in the Black Bottle. 
Available at Eastside Liquor at 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. Now, back to the podcast. Well, the Camellia Bowls at halftime. Uh, Buffalo leading 14-6 to over Georgia Southern. Whoa. I don't remember who I picked in that one. Uh, you, you two have Georgia Southern. Some huge on Clay Helton. Yeah, I would not have known, you know, why to pick Georgia Southern over Buffalo, but I guess I picked it for some reason. There are three other bowl games uh, later today. You got the first responder bowl at the home of Southern Methodist University, Gerald Ford Stadium. Yes, sir. Memphis and Utah State, another six and six matchup. Coastal Carolina and East Carolina taking their Carolina rivalry to Birmingham. That'll be a 545 kickoff. Wisconsin and Oklahoma State in the guaranteed rate bowl. That's at the home of the Arizona D-backs. I don't remember. That might have been the first of the bowl games that was played in the in a baseball stadium. Uh, one of these new ballparks came out. Uh, San Francisco hosted one. I think that was the Insight Bowl. But I think Chase Field, which then was called Bank One Ballpark, was the first to do it. Now Yankee Stadium hosts one. Fenway hosts one. Um, Chase Field's nice. Pro Player Park out down there in Miami. They might have hosted one as well. Yeah, they, they, they had the might, baseball they, field for a little bit. They might have. Yeah. And and then are we picking the are we picking these three? And then are we worried about anything for tomorrow? Just these three bowl you, games. You know what? Let me look at the bowl times for tomorrow. I haven't. We, can, uh, we can't. You know, we're on at nine o'clock in the morning. I doubt that there's a bowl game. No, nope, we morning. got uh, one, two, three, four games to pick tomorrow. So just these three today. Yeah, tomorrow is. The Military Bowl at the uh, at Navy Stadium, UCF and Duke. Uh, you got the Holiday Bowl at Petco Park. That's the home of the Padres. Of course, they used to be played at the, Qualcomm. Uh, Qualcomm or Jack Murphy Stadium, whatever it is you wanted to call it. Oregon and North Carolina. It's a good game. And then Texas Tech and Ole Miss in the Texas Is that the Bowl. two best quarterbacks, Phil? That Oregon-North Carolina game? Are those two of the top? I mean, because you got the kid at USC that's, that's up there and, and for the Heisman and but it, but it, and the kid from Bama. But as far as the kids that are playing um, and a matchup, head-to-head matchup, probably the two best quarterbacks, Bo Nix and, and the kid from North Carolina. Drew May. Yeah. yeah, May. That's And he's the one who turned down, apparently, like according to – it was. I don't think it was. Just I'm gonna Matt watch Brown. that one. I think Narduzzi, the pit coach, even referred to four or five million dollars that Drake May said no thank you to, and uh, decided to stick at North Carolina. Yeah, well, Bo Drew Nick May Brogan, deni- denies too. that. Yeah, he denies it. Yeah, he denies it. He said that's that's a false rumor. A false rumor that his yep. coach still brought up. <laughs> yep. Uh, maybe you go to your player and ask him, did you really leave this money on the table before you start throwing it around as far as, you know, they said he wasn't accusing. They weren't. Uh, but then, at the, you know, then you, that's you, know, what, uh, you like the opportunity to, like, you know, be magnanimous about something. That's I'm a, not going to name him, but somebody somebody offered my QB five mil. That's what I heard Archie Manning's kid got the, the, for Texas. That he got like four mil a year to go to Texas. So that's about the going rate, I think, for for a quarterback in, in the, these these times. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, we better pick these games before we uh, before we forget about this. So what's our stand? Let's do it. Uh, right now, Phil, you are in the lead. Uh, with 10, Aldi's quarter at 7, and I have 9. Uh, in you, you know, I have Georgia Southern today, and I have Buffalo. And then we go to the next game, which would be uh, the first responder bowl. It would be Memphis and Utah State. Uh, I'll, I'll pick first this game and, and go Utah State. 
See, uh, see what you guys got. I had I like, uh, Memphis. I like Memphis in this one. Um, I don't know really exactly why, but I'm going to go. I'm going to take Memphis in this. Probably, but just because I'm driving to Memphis after today's show is over. And you're so, an Elvis fan, yeah. I'm who, connecting my dots. Who you got, Clay? Fan, I got I Memphis. Is okay. I mean, I, I kind of feel like I'm missing some of these games, though, because you, I'm not on with, with you. You have missed a couple. But you, I, yeah, it's it's <laughs> all right. right. Just give I us still, twenty dollars for tacos. Yeah, and we'll that's call it. it it's, even. It's all right, not Clay? that bad. <laughs> yeah, I'll, go, I'll just donate to the to the uh, you, to the program. The Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl with the Coastal Carolina. Uh, they the Chanticleers. How do you say that? The what, Chanticleers. Chanticleers. Is that like a yeah. deer? What, what it's it, a chicken. It's I a chicken. Like a, it is? Their, their dog is a chicken. Yeah, I know it's exactly. a bird. I don't yeah. really know what kind of bird it is, but it's a, I think it's, they got a thing in South Carolina about naming their mascots after birds and chickens. And yeah, stuff. the Gamecocks. There you go, right? Yeah, I mean, East Carolina, the, 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 they're the Pirates. But uh, I'm, I, I guess I'm going to go Pirates. I'm going to go ECU. I want I, Coastal I'm Carolina to win this game. I want Coastal to win this game. I like that Grayson McCall is staying there. He just He's transferring out, but he's also going to stay there for another game. I don't know if Jamie Chadwell is coaching them in this game. He just took the job at Liberty. I guess was getting a pretty big bump. But I'm going I'm to go Coastal Carolina. I like the chance. Yeah. I got, I got heads on this one. Coastal. Two Coastals. And then Wisconsin and Oklahoma State. Boy, you want to talk about a season that just bottomed out. Oklahoma State, I forget who it was that was that texted with us about this, that Oklahoma State was going to go undefeated. That was after they went 5-0. and They lost. Did their quarterback their get hurt? Final. Yeah, they had a couple injuries. Well, they lost, let's see, five of their last seven games. Um, so I, and, and I, you know, the Wisconsin, Fickle taking over. I know he's not coaching in this game. I wonder, though, about Jim Leonard, like if he cost himself potentially some uh, good defensive coordinator jobs by sticking around to... Uh, no, he's a Wisconsinite. He, he played there. He wants to be there. He's, he's, he's well, probably Well, he's not okay. going to coach there anymore. Oh, that's this. it. No, huh? he left. Yeah. Oh. No. Fickle. So here's the deal. Fickle is the defensive coordinator. So he, he's going to run his defense, and Leonard wasn't going to be a part of that. And he could have... They could have paid him... You know, two million dollars and saves the defensive coordinator, but Luke Fickle's going to run the defense. He was a little stud when he played there because he's about my age, maybe a little before me. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the 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 Luke Fickles. Then I'll, I'll go with Wisconsin. You know, in this case, I'm going to take Oklahoma State. I think I think it's a little more difficult in this case with like the changeover in coaches and players opting out. I of think that you're case. right, Phil. That's my that's my thought as well. That exactly my thought. That's my no Cowboys too. So. Okay, thinking the same thing. Uh oh, I'm in great. trouble. You're out, you're out there on a limb. Man. I'm in trouble. I don't even like you're Wisconsin. Gonna, What's gonna, I haven't liked Wisconsin since Ron Dane went there. Yeah. The only well, that's the only way you can come from behind. You got it. But now it now it comes to strategy picks. It's not really a well, matter of who you think wins or loses. Fair enough. Yeah. You just it's all about. Well, Clay's going to supply us with taco sauce, and then the rest of us figure out who's going to pay for what. Halftime brought to you by The Fence Man. You might need some new gates and fence repairs at your house. We'll get a hold of The Fence Man. Call nobody else. The Fence Man does it all. The large commercial jobs and the small residential repairs. Wood privacy fence, vinyl fence, residential chain link, or custom wrought iron fencing. 
The Fence Man can do it all. 479-782-3936 for The Fence Man. Make sure to ask about 18 months, same as cash financing. Because if it involves fencing, The Fence Man does it. He ain't afraid of no work. Hour number two to wrap up after this quick break. Eastside Liquor in Fort Smith has Whip Shots. Whip Shots from Cardi B is vodka-infused whipped cream in flavors like vanilla, caramel, mocha, and peppermint. With 10% alcohol content, these whipped cream shots will make any night a celebration. And they're great on pumpkin pie. Stop by Eastside Liquor today and pick up a can of Whip Shots at 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. Now, back to the podcast. We're going to firing in the NFL. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett let go after just 15 games by the Broncos. Apparently the general manager gets to keep his job, though. Uh, George Payton is A-OK after trading away four draft picks for... Did I see they cut him, too? They they cut Russell Wilson, too? Well, I don't know. Not yet. I doubt they can, man. I mean, that's guaranteed money. Yeah. I guess, how do you handle the situation like that with a quarterback who just has... Kind of like forgotten how to play the position. At least that's what it looks like. I mean, he's the, he's one of the, if not the, worst quarterback in the NFL right now. I think it just goes. Who's around him? I, I just you know, it's a new system, a new new place, new environment. Are, is there any talent around him? Phil, I haven't watched a lot of Denver Broncos games, but when you look at when you remember his career, he was not the most talented team guy, guy on that offense, and he definitely wasn't the most talented guy on the team. You know, that defense was just a – that was one of the legendary – that Legion of Boom defense. He had Marshawn Lynch. I mean, you look around the, the things he had, he, he – I, I – I don't know what's going on. I don't know if you let him go or what, but I, yeah, whoever gave him all that money probably should be let go. All I know is that for a moment there, Denver had the best scoring defense in the NFL and had the worst scoring offense in the NFL. And and Hackett, the the the, the coach, was an offensive guy. He was the OC at Green Bay, you know. And then, man, nobody could have could have expected a season to just turn totally southward the well, way that, that is, and there's no end in sight. Like, I mean, they don't have a first-round draft choice for two years. They don't have a second-round draft choice for the next two years. They've got Wilson signed to a five-year extension, uh, so they're stuck with him. They're totally stuck with and, him. And, you know, the, the Browns were stuck with Mayfield for a minute. They found a way to trade him. I don't know if there's going to be any takers right now for Russell Wilson. You, yeah, he, he does everything the right way. You just wonder the situation. Uh, and, and it goes to be said, I mean, when you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, maybe your plays look a little better. Uh, and, and then you go, you get somebody that's not as Aaron Rodgers, probably the best, one of the best uh, shortlist ever played a game. So, so when he's your quarterback, the offensive coordinator should have some success. Yeah, I think that people, he he's not the Russell Wilson of five years ago that could play like, you know, a video game, you know, run around until somebody's open. And I think that's tough to replicate as you go forward. I mean, it just, that's just, that's just not going to happen. So he probably still knows how to play, but he better, they better put good linemen and good receivers around. That's what I'm saying, Clay. It it seems like he's not not throwing on time. Yeah. He's, his passes aren't coming out on time because maybe the receivers are supposed to run a route at 12 and sometimes they're at eight and sometimes they're at 16. That's, I don't, you have to watch it a little better because yeah, Yeah. it's hard to watch when you watch him play quarterback. 49 sacks of Russell Wilson in 13 games played. And yet his, his backup, Brett Rippon was like in a Mark Rippon's son offensive line. Because he knows what it's like to be chased around by the defense because no one's blocking for him. And now they don't have a new, now they don't have a head coach either. I 
Apparently not much of a future, although our future is a third hour of halftime next. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at hitthatline.com. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.